Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham, an Amazon seller trying to become an Amazon expert. Yes, I've sold for eight years, but there's still so much more to learn. This is my first podcast that I am recording on the other side of two really big things that uh, took a lot of my time. Um, I ended up buying a private label business to have our own products to try all of the tests that I talk about on this podcast for ourselves where we can gain all the benefit. And then I also launched a software tool, Smart Scout. I'm on the other side of this. All the other podcasts were before I was launching uh, or buying the business. And so I am happy to, you know, to start to get back into the boring, you know, monotony of running a business. It's actually a lot of fun running these businesses, but I want it to be fun and boring. Don't want all these moving parts. Don't want to be talking to accounts and lawyers and brokers and all that. Uh, That is a lot of work and uh, a lot of negotiation. And so I now get to focus back on what this podcast is all about. And that is how to get better as as an e-commerce professional, specifically an Amazon professional. I've got all the secrets for you. Well, not all the secrets, but um, enough to make your business better today. Okay, I wanted to talk today about pricing optimization and uh, not uh, about repricing strategies, but just pricing in general, the theory of it, psychology, what have you. Um, Because one of the hardest things to know is how to price your product on Amazon and and I'm not competing, so I'm not talking about when you're fighting for the buy box, but like, you know, where to position your product. Like when you're bringing a product to Amazon and you're throwing darts at a dartboard to try and figure out what is the best price, what are the things to be considering? I mean, understand that we're digging into shopper psychology. There's definitely not a hard science here when there's so many changing conditions that have an effect. I mean, someone's recent experience at Walmart could be shaping how they're thinking in that moment. Uh, b- buying a product. I bought a I bought twelve dollars pair of shoes uh, at H and M once, and that taught me a lesson pretty quickly on quality. Then I've also been the bargain shopper, and I've actually been uh, and I've been satisfied with that. So how do we win on all fronts when people are looking for a bargain? or they are looking for quality. Your your price is just a signal on that. It is not the end-all be-all. Your reviews will come in and, and, and be indication of that. So there's three things I'm gonna cover. Price bands, when to price higher than your competitors, and bundles. Now let's get through the obvious. Higher margins are better. It makes everything in your business better. So you always want to justify higher margins. I'd say 40% starts to make your business look very attractive to me. This gives wiggle room for everything. It means higher spend in advertising will be more than fine. My retail business is averaging around 21% margin. My, uh, the, the private label business is around 30% margin. And I think that one we could actually squeeze more and get, get it higher. Uh, without sacrificing sales. So the first subject, price bands. What do I mean by this? I mean that most people think in $5 increments. Getting under $5 and people are hardly considering the price. They're, they're more considering like, does this product actually solve what I want? And that every uh, 
$5 increment, uh, people are going through different mental hurdles. You take $5 to $10 and you're not really breaking the bank. Then if you go up to above $10, how do you think when you're a shopper? What is going through your head? I'm going to bet that at this point, $1 really doesn't make that big of a difference. I, I'm going to bet that between $11 and $14, you don't really think of the specifics of that price. It, what I mean by that is it virtually may be the same price to the consumer. When I'm looking to buy a product, I see, you know, say $11, like, and it solves my problem, it's got good reviews, I'm going to buy it. If it solves a problem and it's got good reviews at $14, I'm going to buy it. I probably put the same amount of consideration. If you are low on competitors and you're maybe you're already beating them on price, how much do you need to beat them by? And so I'm just trying to seed these ideas. I don't have hard data that proves this, but my shopping experience and how most people talk about uh, products and how Amazon consumers like that are that are used to the Amazon Prime badge, how they get. They're, they're turning into very fast shoppers, very quick to trust the review system and whatever the algorithm returns to them as the as the top products. Then the, the same is, can be true for every uh, you know price band. I would argue that between, say a product is at $16.99, that if you raised it to $18.99 and in a, in a vacuum where there's not other sellers that are right there at that same price, I don't think people perceive them as like that different of prices. And that it may be true that you could round up to $19.99 and then make up for that if there is any difference in, in, in creating a better product page and, and marketing more. Russell Brunson is a marketer. He, many people have probably heard of him or have, uh, <laughs> you've come across his services at some point, someone that's using one of his services. Uh, he does marketing for marketers and he has a very interesting quote about how whoever can afford to spend the most in marketing is going to win. It's the idea that like, say you could sell your product for $14.99, but you sell it for $19.99, but by selling it at $19.99, you can afford to spend $5 extra for that same transaction. So that means if you have good marketing and you, you can raise your price and, and make up the difference by spending a little bit more, you're gonna come out on top. That's why the higher the price the product is, the more attractive it gets. I think um, you know under 20 to $25 is kind of a sweet spot as Amazon as a whole. People like really, really buy that. I, I think I'll cover the end when I talk about bundles, a little bit more about this sweet spot, but that every single additional $5 is kind of like an, another hurdle that you're giving, getting over, another hurdle of value that your product has to offer. Under $25, people are not usually considering your product too much. When it's above that, when you get started above 30, above 40, about $50, the consideration becomes uh, much more. With the competitive landscapes, now look at the other products in your category. Often you'll see them clustered together, sometimes even at the same price. Now what you say with your price is that is what you think about your product. Being the cheapest is going to attract shoppers, always. 
but then the opposite has been true. I've raised prices on products and seen it have no effect on sales. A friend of mine has a tie business and couldn't sell ties for $25 anywhere. He was sourcing them from Italy and they were great ties at a great price. Then he got a tip to raise his prices to $50 and sales took off. People wanted quality. They wanted to talk about the tie and that it's what set them apart. Consider if you're going for the value shopper or the deluxe. Every category should have a high-end version. And if you've got someone that's best in class, price it at that. Make up for it in uh, effective marketing. Ultimately, this is what will lead to a, a, uh, a more profitable business, a more valuable business. That's when to consider the competitive landscape, when you should meet the competitors, go lower the competitors, or, or go higher than them. And that is kind of your signaling quality. Are you the Walmart, the cheap and hopefully effective product, or are you something that's higher end with maybe a better design, a better uh, marketing? Uh, when I say marketing, I'm referring to everything under the sun, such as your, your pictures or your marketing, your text on your page, the branding content, the enhanced brand content. That's all part of your marketing. And uh, with a more expensive product, you can afford to invest more in that and may perhaps even pay professionals to do some of those, those parts. Now, the third uh, part that I wanted to cover is bundles and the way that you can actually grab the most value in, in the Amazon. I think Amazon and e-commerce is actually designed very well for bundles. Think where you know Costco essentially bundles their products where they charge a little bit more by giving you more. I'm gonna talk about the, the, the top face mask on Amazon right now. If you were to just uh, search Enterplex, you will see a mask, when I just checked right now, has 52,000 reviews. It was launched in May. There's a lot of great masks out there, but I think this one kind of won. I, who knows exactly why they won, but I'm gonna present some, some ideas as to why they're in tremendously profitable and they could afford to spend a lot in advertising. They could have offered just one mask and been uh, $5.99. Well, what are their margins on that? You know the FBA fee is going to be kind of fixed at like about $3. The Your inbound shipping, your commission fee, that's those are all uh, 15% and the inbound shipping is going to be very cheap, only cents on uh, per unit. But you're only selling a product at $6. It's hard. You have less margin, maybe a dollar or two, to spend on uh, converting one cell. And people only get one mask out of that. Masks are actually now a very segmented. We, you got to be talking apples to apples. And Enterplex's mask is a, their, their premier one is a black cloth mask, not those blue surgical ones, which... Uh, people end up bundling 50 in a, in a box. But um, what they've done with their top product is they've bundled three of them and it's priced at $18. So their gross margin is actually probably closer to $10 per sale versus a bundle of one where it's one or $2. Think about that. $10 margin per sale because I'm sure that the, these cost no more than a dollar to manufacture. So let's just say the wholesale is $3. Inbound shipping is 50 cents 
And the FBA fee is pretty much the same because these are like one or two ounces. So um, by bundling more, it, you're getting every advantage uh, that you could spend $10 per transaction versus one or $2. And then the transactions where you're not advertising that just come organically, you're getting a lot. It's a great way to move volume. And so I, I always think that like you should bundle and hit these sweet spots above uh, 15 to $25. That's kind of where you can really make more money. Um, if you're selling a bunch at $6, it's, you just got to do a huge volume gain. They don't offer a single pack. They only have a three pack and they're only at $17, $18. I think this product itself kind of illustrates exactly what I'm going for. And you could apply this to any category. I mean, everyone knows grocery is is pretty large in bundles because it makes sense. It's a consumable. People will get through them. But uh, that every product does better when it has a savings gain. In the, from the shopper's perspective, there's a savings gain by buying in bulk. Um, and it works for yours, your end because you're only paying one FBA fee. And generally, adding a second product scales well with FBA fees. You know, if you're going from one pound to two pounds, the FBA fee may go up 50 cents a dollar. And um, instead of having to, to pay $3 fixed cost for every FBA fee. So, I mean, if your product is ever uh, something that people would want multiple of, you definitely should be offering a, a bundle pack. And... Because uh, you're going to hit the sweet spot in pricing. I personally don't love bundles that get above $50. I don't love selling it. It is harder. So you do want to like understand the type of product and ask yourself like the question, sit in the shopper's shoes, like would I buy this? Um, we've got a lot of hardware uh, home improvement stuff like no one's gonna buy not a lot of people are gonna buy a bundle of 12 blade saws yeah you're gonna find someone that wants it but like most often you're just gonna buy a single or maybe a pack of three a pack of 12 is, is harder to sell for something that is that takes time to go through i just wanted to explain the you know the the reasons to go lower the reasons to go higher um what you should be considering if you're between, you know, say between $11 and $14. Uh, tease out some of these ideas that hopefully, you know, are new to you that um, help you consider these things. With the products that I'm selling right now, you know, some of them are at $22.95. I'm like, well, why $22? Why not $23? <laughs> it's literally the same price in a vacuum. Obviously, if I competitor at 22, then that, that does at least give me some signal. That's all I've got, um, but a few specific interesting things that I'm working on is, you know, I've got a YouTube where, like, I actually talk about this episode, and I, and I show you these things. So consider subscribing to that. Um, and now, from now on, <laughs> forever, the, my podcasts are sponsored by Smart Scout. Smart Scout the last tool that you'll ever need. No, um, but to be honest, to give an update, I I'll probably will do a few quick episodes where I talk about updates and I'm not gonna just talk about like small things, but like some of the more substantive things uh, where I'm actually building a tool that is 
a little bit more private label focused. And I'll just tease it out right now. It should be launched by mid to late December. I'm actually using it as I'm creating advertising campaigns for my private label business. No one has got a tool out there, but what I have done is is shown the traffic flow from product to product. A lot of things can be learned from this. For example, if a product is a variation page, well, which of those products on the variation page is getting the most inbound traffic? That'll tell you which ones are the top sellers. It's kind of hard, even with Keepa, it's kind of hard to really figure out which of the products on the variation page are the winners. You can look at competitors. You're like, hey, I'll just tell you exactly what I was doing this morning. I was trying to advertise on some uh, some auto part uh, products, the auto repair. They're like these little toolkits. Well, I looked at the competitors. Which ones are the top competitors? And I find out where are they getting inbound traffic from? They are getting inbound traffic from complementary products. Say you're buying some bolts or nuts or whatever that are specific to a car. Well, oftentimes when you're buying that, you also need to buy a toolkit that can help you install that. Well, if they're referring, if they're frequently bought together with my competitor, I want to take the place of that. And so I want to start advertising on complements, complementary products. Well, this tool will be the number one uh, tool out there. I've never seen anyone that has shown compliments the way that this is going to, where you can find where is your competitors getting traffic? Where are you getting traffic? And you can kind of explore that space and find out where you can start to advertise to. And this is all getting rolled into Smart Scout alongside with the regular normal like features that I built it for to help you know you find brands and filter around exactly the types of brands. And I even have people that have uh, already purchased uh, Smart Scout or are subscribing to it who are looking at the seller landscape. What are the top sellers? What are the, what are they selling? What's their volume? How are they moving forward? I, I'm actually kind of shocked by this, but uh, Thrasio and Boosted Commerce, companies that have in their war chest. I don't know specifics, and I know Boosted Commerce learned about it from the podcast that they're in, and they've given uh, some some good compliments. And there's so many different ways to use Smart Scout that while I've covered a few on the podcast, there's more. Like it's kind of just like a, a database, like with really smart filters. You could like move around and and and, and really learn the the marketplace in a way that that no one else out there has built. And I can't wait to make it better because I know it's got a few rough edges, but I but I launched it with enough that I was like, this is valuable. I want my own company to be using this so I knew other people can as well. So stay tuned to um, what becomes a, a different uh, tool in the Amazon marketplace. I'm not interested in creating exactly what anyone else has. I don't want to jump in that Helium 10, Jungle Scout, uh, back and forth, where they're both awesome tools and they're just like neck and neck. I just need to, it's only valuable to you guys if I build something new. So stay tuned. Thank you for your time and I hope that you learned something. And I'll tell you one thing I've learned is how to stop saying uh as often. Boy, when I listened to those first podcasts, a lot of good content, but I did not know how to keep a flow. Thank you for staying tuned and I can't wait to be given more. Take care. One, two, three.